Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm going to start recording because I feel like I don't know when I'm going to drop these episodes. I don't have a scheduled um, schedule for these episodes, but I do want to drop them every here and again, you know, just when I feel like it. I want to do it randomly because I don't want y'all to <laughs> know when I drop things. I just want you to consistently check. Um, that's why I do it this way. But on today's episode, um, we're going to be discussing a deep, deep topic, and I'm going to pull out my research and my Bible, and we can talk and, you know, research together and discuss. If you guys have computers or phones, you can listen to this and research it with me. If you'd like, if you you don't, that's up to you. It's your life. Um, but this podcast is going to give us an understanding of why the Bible is factually correct and why every other religion in the world ties back to one another in the same source. Um, if you don't know about this, you know, listen carefully, but if you do, just sit back in glory because you already know the goodness of God. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to start the podcast with some light gospel and I might end it with some light gospel just, just to get the vibe, you know, going. Um, I want to end with a good scripture as well. So if you know any good scriptures, please send them to me. I know a lot of them, but I, and you know, the book is huge, so I could read them all day long. Um, but if you know any good scriptures, please feel free to send them at Ulexius Alize on Instagram. That's U-L-E-X-E-I-S-A-L-I-Z-E on Instagram. In my DMs, you can send them to me and I'll send a smiley face. <clears throat> okay, so just turning on the gospel a little bit. Because my voice is not loud in it. It's never ha- has been. Um, this this podcast might trigger some people. Um, if you're not Christian, if you're agnostic, if you're atheist, if you're any other religion um, other than Christian, it's going to trigger you. I mean, my podcast should trigger you, <laughs> period. But this, this is going to get under the, the hairs of a lot of people. Um, but it's still the truth, and it's still history. And I'm still going to tell you guys the tease. Okay? So, if we're going to discuss human history in general, we have to have two things clear. One, Darwin's theory of evolution is genetically false. Okay? So, not to say animals can't evolve, but to say that they started from something and transformed into another thing is false. Okay? That is a blatant lie secondly we have to understand that the earth the earth itself human history itself human activity itself is only six thousand to seven thousand years old not 700 million not five billion because the years the year amounts change every every couple years anyways it's not real and this is my personal belief, you know, I, I'm not trying to make anybody, no, not this, not what I just said, what I'm about to say. 
not to try to make anybody um a flat earther but i am a flat earther i believe there's the earth the sun and the moon that's all i see um some extra stars and that's it i don't believe in other planets i don't believe um in extraterrestrial life i'm just, i'm very like I, I believe what's in front of me type person you know i can't it's very hard for me to believe in a god that's in the skies unless i see the evidence and in in this god i definitely see it so i'm a i'm a a scientifically brained person but I don't believe in a lot of science if that makes sense okay so personally I believe there's no space um I, I, there's a space per se like there's a, a, a area of space but there's no 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 planets like I haven't seen any you can call me dumb you can call me stupid but in, until I see Saturn in my front yard I won't believe it <laughs> But I said um, all that to say that when you're reading the Bible, you have to take it very literally. And in the Bible, there is no evidence of other planets or anything like that. So I believe it. I believe everything we need to know is on Earth and in the Earth. And I'm fine with that. So human history, no millions of years, no evolution the way Darwin explained it, and um, no, no, no space for me. Um, I'm gonna put you guys on to a very, very good um, pastor. I believe he is a pastor in Kentucky. He had a debate against Bill Nye the Science Guy, and I, I loved this debate because I used to love Bill Nye the Science Guy when I was in school. You know, my teachers would always play his videos. Um, but as I got older, I would realize that Bill Knott had a lot of, like, it's like a resentment towards God and the creationism theory and how God could have made two people. And that's how we get DNA today. Um, as I got older, I realized, oh, Kenneth Ham, there, that's his name. Okay. So, um, I realized Bill Knott had some resentment against God, like in the shows or in his older shows on Netflix, he would make fun of God and make fun of the idea of God. And as a Christian, that threw me because I'm like, okay, I had respect for you, but now it's gone, <laughs> sir. Have a good day. But the Bill Nye, the science guy, and Ken Ham debate, ugh, it's it's so powerful. You guys should watch it. It's on YouTube. Um, let me see. It's about, uh, I watched the whole thing. It's about an hour long. Um, and Kenneth Ham, I love him. I don't know if his name is Kenneth, but it's Ken Ham for short. I love his work. Uh, I, he has a, uh, a replica of the world's largest, um, Noah's Ark replica. It's, it's, I want to visit so bad and see it. It has all the animal exhibits of how Noah's Ark would have been in person. And it's definitely buildable. And it was definitely buildable if you would have taken the ancient Hebrew measurements. And he he's a powerful man. But I said that all this to say that Kenneth Ham is actually a creationist scientist. He is a scientist. Like that's what that's like my dream career if I would have known <laughs> back in the days that I could be that. But science and religion never tie it together when you look at it. So I'm going to get into the origin of science. This podcast is going to be a little long because I do have to 
pull out a lot of research because <clears throat> I don't want y'all to think I'm just sitting here talking on my floor of my room <clears throat> out of my neck. <laughs> so if you do have some time, I advise <clears throat> listening to these podcasts early in the morning because I could ramble and I ramble straight facts. So let me get my little beverages, honey, go get your snacks, go get your Bible. <clears throat> oh, my voice breaking. All right, go get your lemonade, go get your Bible, popcorn, whatever. I'm recording this at 10 in the morning. Okay, so here we go. Again, Ken Ham, the creationist scientist. This debate was so powerful. Um, I'm just going to, I don't know how Spotify works or podcast works, but I don't want to get in, in any type of trouble with copyright or any of that so i'm just gonna like uh, give you a synopsis of what happened oh i see it the debate is on instagram it's called answers in generous uh, answers in genesis excuse me against bill nye the science guy and ken ham now bill nye does give a strong debate but his demeanor his attitude you can tell he was not himself he was calm you know but it's like ken ham just came at him and came at him came at him and Bill Nye's just trying to keep this professional demeanor when you know he's getting mad on the inside. So I feel like Ken Ham won that debate. Again, you can go take a listen. I don't want to give y'all everything. I don't want to play it for y'all because y'all are not children. Y'all are grown adults, especially if you're listening to this. Um, powerful debate. And I said that to say that science, the, the art of science is the root of all paganism when you think of science you think of witchcraft i mean personally when you think of of the act of medicine that's really just people mixing in potions and putting it in your body to see what what would fix it not to say that modern medicine has not saved millions of lives that would be a, a that would be false but it's the idea of medicine it's the the idea that it's it should be normal you know, it should be prescribed in every day when it should not be. I feel like medicine should only be prescribed in life or death situations. Like, if I got hit by a car, then then my illness and my my weakness would probably not be the same as if I caught the flu, okay? I, I would not need the same medication or similar medications if I caught the flu. Not to say that they would give you that, but I feel like to medicate me for a common flu when I would need the when I would need medications if I got hit by a car I just think that's I think that's a bit much you know if I have a cold or you know I'm sick I'm gonna just lay down and see if I can help myself you know but if I if I break my leg I think that's called for a doctor okay Again, I'm not sitting here saying all doctors are evil and they're witches. Because, no, that's that's a bit of a stretch. But you have to look at things esoterically. Meaning, you have to look at them as a... How can I put this? You have to, you have to look at them in hindsight. You have to look at them as a whole. You know, holistically. You have to look at them... Like, you can't look at the part of medicine being good for people. And not look at doctors over diagnosing people and killing them you know it goes both ways just like a lot of things in life but I said that to say 
that medicine has been ODing for years. Medicine has been killing people for years when it shouldn't be. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's bad. And I'm saying it's it's like that because of our paganistic culture. Now, <clears throat> our occultic culture. Now, you're probably thinking, you're using all these fancy words, Ozzy. What's paganism? What's holistic? What's this? What's that? Paganism. If you break it down, it just means the worship of plants, basically. The worship of nature. The worship of of, of, of spiritual grass things, nymphs and, and fairies. and I, mean, I think that's more druidism. I, I don't know how it all works. I'm not a pagan. I'm not a witch. I don't know. But I lump them all together because they have the same characteristics. Paganism is, in, in my, I can give you guys the, the, the Google definition, but that's not, it's not going to give you, let's, let, let me just look up the Google okay paganism on google was originally the pro uh, i can't perg whatever it, it came before polytheism let me say that because i can't pronounce that implying that it's inferior inferiority but paganism essentially is the old religion of the old days okay paganism was not christianity and it was the religion of the native europeans Let's say that. So you have Norse paganism mythology. You have um, Egyptian paganism, Greek paganism. You have Roman paganism. The Roman paganism is 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 uh, the planets essentially Saturn, the gods of their religion. E- Egypt had Isis and Ra. It, it, any polyist, uh, any polyistic. Uh, I can't talk to them. Any polyistic religion, any religion with more than one godhead, is pagan. Essentially, that's it's. They go, they they go hand in hand. Not to say that all pagans are polytheistic, but nine times out of ten they are because paganism is all those religions either clumped up together or taught separately the the, the Egyptian the 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 Babylonian that all that all that's lumped up together why because who started it I'll tell you that in a second <laughs> paganism was started by Babylon if you ha- took human history you know Babylon was the first kingdom on earth you had the Sumerians who was first who who populated the Sumer and what what was it the Tigris and Euphrates River okay they were the first civilization if, if you look up the Euphrates it is I believe it is still there hold on Euphrates Euphrates River in Asia yes the Euphrates River the longest and one of the most historically important rivers on earth it was, if not the first river that that flowed through, you know, the large settlement of, um, settlement, I, I don't want to say settlement, continent of middle the Middle East. So essentially, it was like the only water um, in, our, in what is the modern day Iraq and in what is modern day Syria, okay? So the Sumerians everything all earth did not start in africa okay i I hate 
when these African pro-black people say, oh, Earth started in Timbuktu. No, it did not. Okay, that's a lie. Earth, humanity, humankind started in Babylon, Mesopotamia, Sumeria. Okay, that's facts. Before that, there was nothing before that. Okay, nothing. (laughs) That's, you want to know why there was no history before the Babylonians? Because there was a global flood before that. So everything that we knew got wiped out. All the history we knew got wiped out on the surface. Spiritually, it did not, clearly. That's why we still have, you know, paganistic religions, because that's where King Nimrod got it from. But let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. I just I just said a lot. Okay, so we got the Euphrates, and we got, I said, Sumeria, Mesopotamia, and Babylon. Those are all the different names for the same thing. Okay, Sumerians were also called Mesopotamians because Mesopotamia was the area, I believe, in between the Euphrates and the um and the Tigris River. Okay, Sumer Sumer was another, I believe, another name or another city close to Babylon. So Sumerians are also Babylonians. Okay, so <clears throat> now that we understand Babylonians and we understand Babylon let's 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 get an understanding of who the people were and I said King Nimrod I mean King King Nimrod of Babylon so if we open up um, our Bibles let me see uh, the only modern-day Bible scripture of King Nimrod um, is in Genesis that is the modern day uh <laughs> that's the modern that's how the romans took out a lot of history they took out the book of enoch and they took out a lot of the books in genesis to confuse the people on who they were on in real life today but king nimrod is an essential person okay he is in, essential in the bible why because he is the king of our enemy religion he is the king if you are Christian, he's the king of how the adversary continues to this day. He is he is the leader of that. So let's get into um, King Nimrod. Now, King Nimrod is mentioned a lot in the Bible. He is mentioned in Genesis 10 and 9. Genesis 10 and... Um, oh, well, Genesis 8 through 10. Um, 10 and 8 through 10. Chronicles 1 and 10. Uh, first Chronicles, excuse me, Genesis 10, 11. It just keeps going. He's mentioned a lot in Genesis. He's also mentioned um, in Jeremiah 50 and 1 through 46. Um, it, 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 uh, Jeremiah basically speaks on Babylon and the wickedness of Babylon. He's mentioned in the book of Revelations 18 and 1 through 24 um, in Samuel. And he's also mentioned in Colossians. I could never pronounce this. <laughs> C-O-L-O-S-S-I-A-N. Collations. There we go. So, let's read um, the Genesis scripture because that's where he first pops up. Um, I'm going to read it out loud. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. There, um, wherefore, it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Okay. So what is this saying? It's saying he was a great hunter before the Lord. Did it say for the Lord? 
did it say serving for the Lord? No, he was a mighty, mighty hunter before the Lord. Okay, so if God is looking at him, he's before the Lord. He was a mighty hunter in God's eyes. So it continues to say, um, and Cush begot Nimrod. I, I don't know if this is before or after because it says 8 through 10 when I just read 9. So I'm essentially reading, um, I'm not sure, before or after. Okay, and it says, and Cush begot Nimrod and be, began a mighty he began to be a mighty one on the earth and in the earth. It either says upon the earth or in the earth. It depends on which which scripture you're reading. I have a lot of different translations here. But essentially what that just said is, and Cush begot Nimrod. So let's break that down. Who is Cush? Now let's let's go back to Google, our friend our friend Google, and let's look up Cush. The way it's spelled in the Bible, C-U-S-H, Nimrod's father, okay? Now, when the Bible says begot, it's a fancy way of saying had or birthed. So, essentially, his father did not birth him, duh, but he begot him. That's his seed. That's where he comes from. So, Cush begot Nimrod. Cush had Nimrod. Cush is Nimrod's father, okay? So, um, <laughs> let's read about Cush. Who is Cush? Okay, let's write who is Cush in the Bible. Now, I know who Cush is. I just want, I just want the, the readers to, so this could flow, you know? Cush is, let me see, Cush is uh, Noah's great-grandfather, great-grandchild. Um, he was the the son of Ham, great grand. I say great grand grandchild. He was the son of Ham. So Ham was Noah's son, Noah of the Noah's Ark, the great flood I mentioned before. Noah was the father of Ham. Ham was the father of Cush. Cush was the father of Nimrod. Okay, it all makes sense now, guys. Cool. So we have Noah from the Noah's Ark, grandfather. Who's Ham? Ham. Ugh despicable man how did ham and noah get along and this is going to set the tone for how this ancestry went down the line noah is a god-fearing man we know this we all read noah and noah's ark he built a whole boat for god because god said build the boat he was like say less so he built the boat saved eight of his relatives him it was eight of them and um all the animals so once they get to the to the promised land and, and, you know, they all see the rainbows, what does Ham do? So you have Ham, Shem, and Japheth, okay? Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Let's do them before we get to Cush because this is going to, I'm telling you, this is going to set the tone for the story. And I'm going to give it to you in modern day, in modern day, you know, dialect because I want y'all to really understand this. Ham, um, who did I say? Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Now, when we get into Abraham next week, I'm gonna tell y'all what Shem did for Abraham. Okay, what they they what they was real, they was cousins. They was they was deep. You feel me? But today we're just gonna stick on um, we're just gonna stick on Ham's side of the family. We're not gonna get on Shem. Shem got so much. Japheth got so much history. We're gonna skip them for today. Okay, back to Ham. 
What did Ham do? Now let's let's look up Ham scripture. Okay? And it'll tell you exactly what Ham did. And I'm gonna translate that for you because it's disgusting. Ham is disgusting. Okay, Ham in the Bible. Right? The first when if you type Ham scripture, the first thing that pops up is an incident <clears throat> involving Ham is related in Genesis nine um Genesis chapter nine and verse twenty through twenty seven. And Noah began to be a drunken husbandman. Pause. And Noah began to be a drunken husbandman. This is when they, right off the boat, right off the ark, right when they landed on the, on, on, on the land and freed all the animals. This is what happened. Noah celebrating. Okay, he getting drunk. He getting blasted. He, I, listen, <laughs> the Bible says don't drink. It don't say that. It say don't be, be sober minded if you're going to be about God. Be, don't. Don't be drunk all the time if you're a godly man. You know, it's not saying not to drink. It says don't be a drunk. Okay, that's the difference. Don't be an alcoholic. That's a dependency, okay? So, Noah's getting drunk. Okay, he's, 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 he's living his best life. He just, he just witnessed all the earth die. And he's the, he's, his, him and his lineage are the, are the, predis- are the, are the only living <laughs> people on the earth left. Celebration ensues. Okay, cool. Noah's celebrating. Let's continue the scripture. Noah began to be a drunken husbandman and planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and he was drunken. Okay, so he was drunk. Okay, he he wanted to drink. He wanted to celebrate. He was drunk. And so during, while Noah is planting all the days, he's planting his wine yard. He, 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 he just want to get drunk. He just... It took about, I, I would imagine it took about two months, you know. <laughs> so, he, he doing all that. He planting, and he, he he's drinking his wine. And you, you continue the scripture. And he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his brethren without, um, without. Now, a lot of you might be like, what the, what the flipping pancakes the Dodgers read? Let's break that down. (laughs) I love saying that. Let's break that down because you got to break stuff down in order to understand it in this life. It says, and he was uncovered in his tent. This does not mean Ham walked in on him while he was naked. He was like, oh, my bad dad. This was the ultimate betrayal. This was a disgrace. In the Middle East, in the back in the days, this was the most vile thing you could do. And, and Ham's, and Ham's, <laughs> and the irony, oh my gosh, if I could tell you guys the irony. Okay, pause. So, Ham uncovered Noah in his tent. What does this mean? This means in the Middle East, in the ancient Middle East, this means that he slept with his wife. This does not mean he walked in on him naked. This does not mean Ham walked in on him naked. It does not. It does not mean any of that. It means he made him a cuckold. Look up cuckold in Canterbury Tales. <laughs> he made him. He slept with his wife. He made him. He 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 messed up his marriage essentially. He he. It's like he slept with his mom. How else can I put this? It was disgusting. Ham, he, trying to repopulate the earth trying to you know um do his own thing ham went and slept with his mom and noah 
found him and saw him. Now, I don't know how they got jiggy down with it, you know, back in the days. I know they would have probably had them had sex with their cousins or sisters. But if it's the last eight people, I wonder how Noah would have repopulated. I don't know. But he would have figured something out. That was not for him to figure out. You know, Noah and God were close, not Ham and God. So for Ham to decide to go sleep with his mother, Noah's wife, was the ultimate betrayal, was the ultimate disgustingness. So what does Noah do? After he finds out his son is messing with his own mama, disgusting, Noah curses him. And that's where you get the curse of Ham from. Okay. What is the curse of Ham? And no, Noah is not a witch cursing people. You can curse people in the Bible. It doesn't say you can't. It says you shouldn't do it negatively all the time. You know, you shouldn't make it a practice. No, the curse of Ham, in my eyes, was the curse that allowed incest to be normalized in the lineage of Ham. If you keep going down, I just mentioned King Nimrod. King Nimrod's mother, Samaramis, was his wife. So the, the wife of Cush, his father's wife, was also his wife. This curse, the, the curse of the curse of Ham, really it really opened my eyes. Because that's where you that's where I believe you get the 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 European even though the Europeans technically did not come from Ham quote-unquote we don't know we can't really trace all that we we don't know not historically anyways um that I believe that's where we get the you know the 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 modern day stereotype of Alabamians and in South South American I mean South America South um like South of America like the the the, the hicks that be sleeping with they they cousins I believe that's where the curse comes from because when you think about it in some societies, incest is perfectly normal. Like in Egypt, if you look at Egypt and you look at Cush, right? Research the kingdom of Cush in Africa. That was the that was the predecessor of Egypt. That was Egypt's father. The kingdom of Cush evolved into Egypt. So essentially, the curse of Ham's descendants were Egyptians, were Romans, were Greeks. Because, again, Greeks came after Egyptians. Who came after Greeks? Romans. Who came after Romans? Catholics. <laughs> I said it. Catholic is, Catholicism is nothing but paganism painted with white people. Okay? It is what it is. And then you have paganism, is, which is the, the, the sister of Catholicism or witchcraft. Satanism. It's all the same thing. Luciferianism. It's it's all the same thing. Okay. It's all, it all worshiped Lucifer or Samaranus or King Nimrod. Now let's get to that. Now that I've I've broken down the lineage of Noah, Ham, Cush, and Cush was known. <laughs> Cush was known in Africa. Okay. Cush ran Africa. King Nimrod ran Babylon. That's what you have to realize. That that the the names in these in this Bible it don't just mean it's not just names. You have to research who these people are and what they did. You know, because if you understand that, you can understand a lot. 
Okay, now we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna tell y'all the connections between or the lineage between um Noah and Adam. But I can't do that if I can't tell you, you know, where it all came from. I have to give y'all a uh, a pinpoint. So here we go. Let's break down what King Nimrod did in Babylon now that we understand his father. So again, I said that Samaramis, his mother was Cush's wife. Now, let's Google, because Google is hilarious. It be trying to lie. Cush of the Bible. Wife. Search. Now, it says her name was on Google, right? Now, let's look up Nimrod. Um, Nimrod's wife in the Bible. It says Samaramis. Okay. Now, let's look up Cush's wife and copy this name. Copy. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. It starts with a Q. You can look it up. You hear me. You can look it up and know I'm not lying. Okay. Um, what did I just say? Oh, Cubal. Let's look up Cubal. <laughs> uh, okay. Mm. Now, Cubal. She goes by a lot of different names. Her name. Oh, this is not it. Hold on, people. I'm trying to get my research up. Hold on. <clears throat> okay. Now. Oh, this is not. This is. <laughs> Alright. Hold on. I think this is, um. Muslim mythology because this is not giving me scriptures. Okay, you know what? We're just gonna go off Muslim mythology. Alright. Now, forget it. Some scholars Ah, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Wait a minute. Hmm. Sorry. Sorry about that, folks. Sometimes I got to read things and fact check them and make sure they're true because you never know. You know, people just be lying and I, I don't want to tell y'all ever any lies, please. Okay. Never want to tell y'all that. Okay. So, um, here we go. The book of, it, it, it's, it's not found on Google because I believe it's in the book of Jubilees, okay? And if you go do, download the book of Jubilees and look it up, it's there, okay? Um, the, it, it, the, <laughs> the Muslim Quran, I believe, came up with that Q name to try to deflect the fact that Cush um, and um, Samaramis, excuse me, Cush and Quillalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalalal
Now, I may have been mistaken when saying that um, Samaramis was the wife of Cush and Nimrod, but still yet the implications remain the same. Um, they still practiced incest in Egypt, and they still did a lot of uncalled things after the fact. Um, okay, but with that being said, they were still tossed around the family like the modern day Instagram thoughts. Um, Samaramis, if you Google her, she is the 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 mother goddess. Okay, let's look up the the literal name of Samaramis. S E M I R um, A M I S. I believe that's how you spell it. And Google. Now let's read who she is. As the wife of Nimrod, quote unquote, the concubine might have been <laughs> of Cush. <laughs> okay. Samaramis on Google. The Armenian Sam Sumerian or Sumerian. So this is Armenia, the the country where Kim Kardashian comes from. <laughs> wink wink. Greek. It's it's giving me the translations of her name in these different countries because that's where she was worshipped. So you have Armenia, Greece, Sumeria, and I believe Syria, um, and some other countries that were around there that time, and 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 also Assyria. She was the mythological Babylonian wife of Unis and Ninus, succeeding the latter of the throne of Assyria, as in the fables of movies, whatever, whatever, whatever that's it. So. She, in the book of Revelation, is the whore of Babylon because she is the queen of Babylon, okay? She was the first queen of Babylon. What did she do to make sure that her role of queen of Babylon was never forgotten in history? She created a religion that Nimrod had already pioneered. Nimrod, he he knew of Jesus. He knew of the <laughs> the Messiah even in prehistory. Jew Hebrews, let me not even say Jews cuz I'm going to get into the d- distinction of Jews and Hebrews in another episode. But ancient Hebrews knew of their Messiah all the way back to Moses. They knew that Jesus was going to come. It was once he got here the acceptance, okay? But King Nimrod knew that there was going to be the Father, the Holy Ghost, and Jesus. It would have to work in three. He knew that because where did he learn that from? His father, Cush. And where did Cush learn that from? His father, Ham. So Cush and, Cush and Nimrod was already starting on bringing back the ways of the world before the flood. Okay, they were thinking, you know, we don't we don't want to just worship God. We want it to be like it was, and we want us to be a part of it. Okay, now how was it before the flood? We don't really know, because the earth was literally wiped out. <laughs> um, but 
we do know that in the book of Enoch, oh, I, if you've never read that book, read it. It's amazing. Um, I believe it. And even though it's non-canonical, they say Roman Catholic people decided that. And I don't want them deciding anything for me. So I read it and I believe it. And I, I put it with my Bible. The book of Enoch tells you about the fall of Lucifer. So, of course, they wouldn't want you to know that satanic pope. You know, the pope is the pope is King Nimrod in the flesh today. You know, that 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 that's essentially his role is, is the messenger between life and spirit. You know, he is the top warlock, quote unquote, for Catholicism. But back to King Nimrod. He wanted to make a religion in which he was God and he could continue to be God. So what did he do? He built the Tower of Babel to bring down God himself. He was like, I'm going to build a tower and I'm going to take God and I'm going to just throw him from the clouds and I'll be God. (laughs) And this is also in the Bible, the Tower of Babel. Google it if you don't know what it is. I will Google it with you because I want this to go, you know, as a flow. I want you guys to understand. There's a tower, a Babel tower in Fort Lauderdale. I hate this blast in this country so much. But okay, the Tower of Babel is in Genesis 11. Right after the introduction of Nimrod, he starts doing some cuckoo foolishness. Okay, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) Like, Like the amazing Lucas says. He's crazy, okay? Um, so in Genesis 11, 1 through 9, let's pull that up. It literally says the Tower of Babel, if you have the new King James Bible, which I love. I love the King James Bible. Who was a black man, by the way. Don't let them tell you a white man wrote this Bible, because it's not the truth. Okay, the Tower of Babel. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. So basically, Nimrod was such a good hunter and capture of capturer of people and animals that he made Babylon huge. Again, Babylon was the first kingdom and the only kingdom for a while up until I believe um who's next? Egypt? I don't know. I don't know. You you guys could do your own history. I'm gonna pull up a time timetables of history so I'll get a better idea, but I'm gonna do that towards the end because I want the biblical history to be before the um human history okay so had one language and one speech why is that important okay today we are discussing where all religions come from and how they tie into the new world order okay i'm gonna get into the new world order after after all this um i believe i've been on here for about 30 minutes now so i'm gonna gonna let it be an hour and we gonna get into some things so again had one language and one speech And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. Shinar. Now, (laughs) Shinar is the same. I believe that's the same. I believe it's the same place as Syria. I'm not sure. I got to Google it. But Shinar. And they dwelt there. So Shinar became the building grounds of the Tower of Babel. And so it continues to say, then they said to one another, come and let us make bricks and bake them 
therapy. Why are they baking bricks? Let's build something, guys, King Nimrod said. Let's build a mighty tower that God cannot drown us in. That was, that was, it was, it was, it was for two things. It was a, it was an esoteric message. See, what Nimrod did, he did things esoterically. He made people do things esoterically. So he probably told these people, come, let us build a tower so that we never be drowned again. That's what he told the people. But in his mind, in the spirit, in his spirit, he knew that it was so that he can overthrow God. Okay? Not literally. I don't believe. Spiritually. Because if he get, if he could get these people to worship him after he's made a tall tower, that would make him a very big idol. Okay? If Beyonce would have ever built a tower and got people to build a tower, y'all would be worshiping her like y'all do today. If not worse, the beehive is modern day Babylon to King to Queen Samaramis. Excuse me. Beyonce is nothing but a replica of the mother goddess. That's why she always tries to pose while she's pregnant or pose with her babies because she knows that the pagans in the earth know what that represents. You see, when when pagans do things, it's as above, so below. It's it's two things. It's 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 the good and the bad. It's the 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 blatant and the underlying. It's what they're telling you, and it's also what they're not telling you. Okay, so let's keep reading. Come, let us make bricks thoroughly. And they had a brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower and its tops in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves and let lest we be scattered abroad all over the face of the earth. Now, see that that's powerful. That 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 next that next scattered. Let's build a tower lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the earth. That's powerful because that's exactly what God did. And on top of that, they they made sure after this event to never speak in language again. What do Freemasons use now? Symbols. What do witches use now? Pentagrams, which is a symbol. What what do Satanists and other things other people wear? Symbols. Symbols run this world now. So after after, you know, they learned from their mistakes and um <laughs> oh it gives you a cute map i wish you guys could see this of where um everybody was in the middle east and where it is today okay anyways um let's keep reading powerful stuff guys but the lord came back down to see that the city and the tower which the sons of men had built and the lord said indeed the people are one and they all have one language and this is what they begin to do now now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them meaning nothing they don't want to do uh, nothing they want to do will be won't be done you know if they want to eat people it will be done because they have in their mind that they can do anything against god you know it's 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 so their their hate for god and their blasphemousness for God was so strong 
that even God said, you know what? Let me do something about this. Because if I don't do nothing about this, they'll do anything. <laughs> so God said, come, let us go to our uh, God said to the angels, come, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they might not understand one speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from all over the face of the earth. And I think God did that for a reason because he could have just simply killed them for trying him. He could have just said, you know what? You're dead. But had God who did it that, we would only have good, you know, lukewarm Christians as examples. I believe God left pagan and, and Satanists and, 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 and people here like that so that we as Christians can have a better example of how and why it's not okay to be narcissistic. It's not okay to be um, self-gladifying. It's not okay to be a lot of things because they can evolve to this. They can lead to this, okay? Had Nimrod would have been a normal person and not a mighty mighty hunter, who's to say what could have happened to him? I think that the best contrast from King Nimrod is King David. You see the difference? They were both very mighty, mighty hunters and mighty kings. They both sinned. They both did wicked. But the difference is King David knew. King David knew that he was nothing without God. And King Nimrod thought he was God. That's the difference. King Nimrod had the spirit of Lucifer himself. And King David knew better than that. That's the difference. So if you if you want to be a king... Be a King David, okay? Let's keep reading. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the earth, and they ceased the bu- building the city. And the, the if you Google the Tower of Babel, it is still there on a mountain that no one can climb. <laughs> okay, that's not spiritual, tell me. And therefore, its name is called Babel because there the, uh, the Lord confused the language of all um, the people on the earth. And from... There the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. And then the next scripture um, goes into Shem descendants. I don't want to get into that. I want to get into Shem another day, like I said, in Japheth. But that's the idea. Okay, that's the, the moral. King Nimrod created modern-day polyistic religions. Why? Because when you look at the structure of every uh, how can I say this? Mytho- mythological religion. It is structured the same way. Let's look at Babylonian. Babylonian religion. Okay, let's go a bit. Babylonian religion is a religious practice of Babylonia. Babylonian religion was greatly influenced by the Sumerian counterparts and was written on clay tablets inscribed with the cuneiform script derived from the Sumerian cuneiform. And the myths were usually eaten written in Sumerian or Akkadian. Okay, so let's look up Babylonian religion hierarchy. Hierarchy. Hierarchy? I can't spell. Oh, okay. Hierarchy. Let's go to images. Okay. (laughs) This is where I'm going to get you. So. um, Let me see what will give us a good one. Okay. 
essentially every every religion that comes from Babylon will give you the the blueprints of Babylon. In Babylon you had the king of the gods. Okay, that's Zeus. That's um who is Zeus in Rome? Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's Jupiter. That's that's the king of the gods. That's Ra. That's the top god, the sun god, the or the lightning god, the the top god, okay? So in in Greek you have Apollo and Zeus. So they go hand in hand, the lightning and the light bearer. You <laughs> That's Lucifer, honey. That's both of his characteristics. Okay. But in Babylonian you have Marduk, Ishtar and Tiamat. Okay? Marduk, Ishtar and Tiamat. And who is Ishtar? Samaramis. And where we, where do we get the modern day holiday of Easter? If we Google Ishtar, Ishtar, I S H T A R I S H T A R, and we look up her, <laughs> let's look up Ishtar and bunnies, for example, because you know Easter is a very bunny holiday. It says Easter was originally the celebration of Ishtar, an Assyrian and Babylonian goddess of fertility and sex. That's why you have all the eggs with the bunnies. Okay, it's not it's not about a cutesy little bunny. It's about the 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 spiritual understanding of these animals, okay? A bunny is cute to the naked eye. Okay, but everybody knows, especially if you have more than one bunny, they like to have sex every day. Okay. <laughs> I don't know every day, but they like to have a lot of sex. So it's essentially the worship of the act of sex. It's sick. It's disgusting. And her symbols like the egg and the bunny were, were and still are used for fertility and sex symbols. Or did you actually think eggs and bunnies had anything to do with the the resurrection of Jesus? And this is not me saying this. This is Google saying this. Okay, on a picture of her. After Constantine decided to Christianize the empire, that's Constantine. I'm going to get into him and his relationship with Catholicism and how he tricked the whole world, essentially. After Constantine decided to Christianize Rome, after he made Rome Catholic, Easter was changed to represent Jesus instead of Ishtar. So they took the native religion of worshiping sex and eggs of a woman and represent it into Jesus. If that's not the most blasphemous thing you can do, why not just delete it all together and give Jesus his own day? Why do you have to mix things? Because you think they are genuinely the same. Okay? If Jesus and pagans are the same, then there is no hope for the world. And I know that there is. Okay, so let's keep reading. But it's Ruth's Easter, which is pronounced Ishtar, is about celebrating fertility and sex, not the resurrection of Jesus. What's another name for Ishtar? Because I already said that Nimrod goes by another, a lot of names. She is also known as Gaia. Gaia is Earth. Okay, that's another name for Earth. Gaia in the... In the um. Gilgamesh, Tales of Gilgamesh, that's another tale of Nimrod and, and tale of his historic um, 
all his mighty hunter ways, okay? She is also known as Astareth. And that's a lot of that's what a lot of witches praise Astareth. She's also known as Ishtar. Okay, this is coming from the Torah Institute, not me, okay? <laughs> it's coming from them. Her name is Ishtar Artemis. She's the the Greek huntress. Okay, Artemis. She's also known as Venus. Is Artemis Greek? Yeah, okay. I think so. Uh, or Venus. Okay, she's also known as Aphrodite. Okay, that's I believe that's Greek. If Artemis is not, I, I don't know. I think they they go hand in hand. So she's also known as Aphrodite. She's also known as Samaramis, like I said, in Babylon. Samaramis goes by all these names. Ishtar is Samaramis. She also goes as, by Mother Nature. Okay, so when people say be nice to Mother Nature, they really mean be nice to her, the spirit of her, the spirit of worshiping plants instead of worshiping the being that made the plants. People don't use their common sense. I could could spit. She's also known as Libertas or Liberty, you know, Liberty and Justice for All. That's that's a nod to her. She's also known as the Great Mother, uh, the Great Mother Frigga. I don't know if that's together or separate, but she's also known as Hathor, I believe, in Norse mythology. And she's also known as Durga, or the Queen of Heaven in Catholicism. (laughs) The Queen of Heaven is nothing representing Mary. Nothing at all. Don't, Catholics, this is not to offend you. This is to wake you up. If it does not offend you, it will not wake you up. Because you don't have any personal you know jabs when I come at Jewish people you don't have any personal vendettas when I come at Christians and aren't being good Christians but you you know Catholic people have such vendettas no we worship Jesus you do not it's a front of being Jesus why would you need to worship Mary if it's all about Jesus you could just be a regular Christian but they have to tie in Mary to give you Ishtar and her son, Tammuz. Now, who's Tammuz? I went this whole podcast without talking about Tammuz. Tammuz is is the glue that tied all together. So you have the king of the gods. So let's look up uh, Zeus names in other religions. And I'm going to give you a breakdown just like I did religions. Just like I did... um. Ishtar is Samaramis. I'm going to give you a breakdown just like I gave it for you. Um, okay, who is Zeus? In Greek and Roman. Um, I, I don't want to give you just Greek and Roman because that's not that's not fair. I want to give you all his names in all the... Um, all right, here we No. Hold on. Here we go. I'm going to find one for y'all. It's fine. It just takes me a while, this stupid internet, you know. I wish I could just have things pop in my head when I need, you know, things to bob up. I wish God was like, here. Yeah. You know, God like, nah, you got to look it up yourself, sis. And that's fine. <laughs> but, okay, Zeus was also known as, as Rome's Jupiter, like I said. Zeus was also known as Ra. Let's just look up the king of the gods. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. That was so nasty. 
Okay, so if you want to go do the research, my back hurts. I can't keep kneeling over on this computer. But okay, Zeus, Nimrod, uh, Gilgamesh, whatever name you want to give him. If 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 they have the hierarchy of gods, it is pagan. Okay, I don't know how Hinduism is set up or anything else, but it's pagan. If, if it's polyistic, it's probably pagan. I'm a, I should get that on the shirt. If it's a P, if it starts with a P, it's probably a P. P. A P, um, I was finna cuss. Let me not even cuss when speaking on the Lord. <laughs> but, okay. You have the king of the gods, the queen of heaven, and you have the sun. Now, I said Tammuz. I said Tammuz. T-A-M-M-U-Z. Tammuz was the son of Samaramis. Now, who is Tammuz? Tammuz is an ancient Mesopotamian god associated with shepherds who was also primarily the consort of the goddess Inanna. That's another name for Ishtar or Samaramis. She goes by a lot of names, Inanna. She goes by, um, I think, Rihanna. (laughs) Like, she has a lot of different names. Again, because... They were they got scattered abroad after the Tower of Babel. And these are all the different ways that these different religions knew how to pronounce their names. Okay, you have Ishtar, you have Samaramis. That's a lot of different ways to say it. Why? Because these are the same people. They might it might be their, their um descendants, it might not be, but there is the same idea of this hierarchy of God when there can only be one. Let's be realistic. If it, it's it's very common sense, like I don't know, but history will prove, and I will prove in a second that all this ties together. Now, he was the consort of Inanna. Whenever you see the Roman Catholic, you know, pictures of Jesus, it's usually him as a child on the lap of Mary. Why is that? That's because an ancient Babylon, that's how Inanna and Tammuz were depicted. That's how we're, that's, that's how they were depicted. Okay. It was, it really was, you know, (laughs) it, it's almost like they wanted to be disrespectful towards Christians without them not even knowing it, you know, (laughs) And, and and what's crazy is Hebrews of Shem, the people that had Jesus coming for them, were crying for Tammuz when he died. Why were they weeping for Tammuz? Because, <laughs> I'm going to just explain the story because a lot of y'all are not going to understand. Abraham, I'm going to get into the story. I'm going to break it down another time. But Abraham got Shem to kill Nimrod for him. He chopped him up into a lot of pieces, and th- that's the story essentially. And buried him. And so, when Tammuz was born, Semiramis thought again of this crazy idea to keep this religion afloat. So she came up with the concept of the the moon goddess, the sun god, and their sun god. S O N God. Okay, you have the the sun god. S U N. And then you have the sun god, S-O-N. That's the father and the son. 
And then you have the moon goddess who's, you know, Isis, or I don't know how paganism works, but you, you get it. You get it. Okay. She's the wife and mother of Nimrod. I said that, but nobody, nobody wants to, to prove that, but whatever. Um, and she is the, also the, the mother, I don't believe wife of Tammuz. I think she was too old for that at that point. <laughs> but, um, Tammuz was born on December 25th. That's a fact. We know that Jesus was born in the summer. So again, we have Easter that's pagan. We have, um, right, Easter that's pagan. We have Christmas now that's pagan. A lot of things, a lot of pagan things have seeped their way into Christianity. And that's why a lot of Christians disrespect Christianity after they find paganism. It's like, why would I, why would I get this diluted form of paganism when I can get it from the source? But that's so disgusting because when you think about it, God is even the reason they're still alive. Like they're, they're, they could have all been dead, but God said, no, I will never kill all of you at once again. That's my promise. And I won't do it. And I still see rainbows. So I'm, I'm content with that. And a lot of people today even try to compare Tammuz and Jesus. Oh, they were both born of virgins. Samaramis was not a virgin. Okay, she had already given birth to plenty of children before Nimrod. Okay, let's get that out the way. Tammuz was not born in a in a in a in a in a in a barn. Okay, he was born in a in a royal palace, I can assure that. With the best of best things. Because this was after Nimrod had died. So at this point they were worshiping Samaramis. Okay, so that's a lie. And thirdly, the message of Tammuz and the message of message of Jesus were not the same. Tammuz did not have a message at all. Okay, Tammuz was actually, I believe, a hunter. Hold on. I'm reading the uh, mythology of Ishtar and Tammuz. And in, in one of the stories, it says, in this story, Tammuz is killed by his mother Ishtar, known even earlier as Inanna, um, who later regrets her decision and storms down to the underworld to rescue and revive Tammuz. So there can be no celebration, food. Oh, so there can be uh, celebration, food, and music once again. Okay, so even in this tale... It shows the narcissism of Ishtar. She kills her only child just for her to regret it and say, oh, I don't actually miss the human being. I miss the celebration of food and, and music. It's like a lot of you women, you abort your children, but then you feel bad. Why? <laughs> you decided to kill them. Why you feel bad? Don't feel bad. Stand in your decisions. If it eats your conscience, it does it. But oh well. I said that to say that um, somewhat, something was wrong with Samaramis. Something was wrong with her. Really. Something was. Because for you to not only want a whole religion, but then make up these elaborate stupid lies to keep up the religion, it, it just makes no sense. It's like ancient Greek mythology. 
Yeah, I'm supposed to believe that there are half. (laughs) I can believe it now because, oh gosh, knowing what they did in the book of Enoch, Jesus. But you expect me to believe that there are people sitting in a mountain with lightning bolts in their pockets sitting up there chilling while they they do their fornications and sins while we're down here worshiping them in their satanic ways not i no <laughs> i i read that zeus was having sex and, and cheating on his wife name a time god ever did that name a time jesus ever did something blasphemous or bad name a time jesus ever cheated on his wife or got married or had sex tell me point it in the bible point it in history i can't find it that's the difference. If I'm going to pray to God, my God has to be perfect. There can be no other way. If my God has human characteristics, I don't want it because I'm a human. And I know that I am green today and yellow tomorrow. Okay? I, I like cucumbers one day and I hate them the next if I eat them too much. Duh. But God, he is perfect and he's going to stand in his paint. He is not going to change. And that's what we need. We need non-changing things because at the end of the day they change they change every scientific fact uh, every couple years you know we we can't even get a, a definite answer on how far the sun and the earth are separated but we could definitely definitely know we can trust in our own spirituality right no, it's all it's all a farce. It's all, it's all caca. It's all foolishness. Okay, don't don't let these people tell you that. Okay, so just to wrap things up, because I've been on here for a while now, we're gonna get into how Tammuz and Tammuz and Nimrod play into the New World Order. Now, what is the New World Order? You be hearing about the Illuminati and things like that. Well, the Illuminati is just a fancy name. Okay, the Illuminati is to is to deflect the Freemasons and the and the the Shriners and the the Eastern Star witches. Excuse me, the Eastern Star Order is to deflect from those those little groups because all those little groups make the decisions for all of us. It deflects from the Jesuits. It deflects from the the people that actually have the moving blocks in this in this in this order. So, what is the New World Order? I believe it is the 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 contract you sign when you sign with the occult. And what does that mean? Once you want to be famous and known on this earth, once you be once you want to become a Nimrod, Satan will do it for you with the quickness. And we know this because he asked Jesus, kneel down to me, and you can have every want in your heart. You can own all of this. I own it all. I can give it to you. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. (laughs) Back up. You're not wanted here. It's written. You're going to lose. Get behind me. Stop playing with me. That's what Jesus said to him. Jesus ain't playing no games. Jesus was like the spirit of all the black grandmothers who never sinned in one body. (laughs) If you step to a a grandmother, a black grandmother with some pentagrams, you got to get out. There's no talking to her. There's no trying to come back. The first time you do some satanic stuff in front of your black Christian grandmother, you got to go. <laughs> there's no there's no way around it. So 
let's research let's do some research about the new world order and things of that nature so if we're gonna look up the new world order we need to start from somewhere we can't start clearly we can't start from babylon um but before i do that let's just uh do some history on the babylonians and what they were doing while they were worshiping Tammuz. so here we go so i'm gonna read to you a a, a unique encyclopedic book rewarding informative and entertaining said the wall street journal it is the timetables of history i love this book so much it is about let me see how many pages 800 pages long and it is very informative it is the 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 world's most famous reference that tells who did what from the 450 years before jesus christ so five thousand years before jesus was born to today um up until the 1990s which i thought was very very well written um it might not give you uh, t- 2000s and 2010s, but you don't really need it because you have the Google and the Internet for that. But it gives you uh, about 5,000 to 4,000 years of B.C. history. So before Christ history, this is around the time of Nimrod. This is around the time of of Noah. You know, and before that, we don't have history. It could be older, but we don't have history of that because it was wiped out. And so are genetics because everybody else who had different bloodlines died. So we only have the um, bloodline of Noah and Adam left on earth. So let's read. It says, if you open the book, if I'm, I'll be shocked if anybody else have this book, honestly, because it's so rare. But if you open the book on the first page, it says history. Uh, excuse me, let me not read history and politics, because, of course, politics are going to tie into the nation's religion. <clears throat> But if we look up literature and theater, so this is their recreation, this is their fun work. Essentially, the books breaks down in the book breaks down into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories, <clears throat> and it opens up with the different years. So we have five thousand BC all the way down to two thousand BC. So that's about three thousand years of history in different areas. So we have history, literature, theater, religion, um, art, music, science, and daily life. So, what were they doing in daily life uh, Mesopotamia? And let's compare it to the United States and what we do today. So, um, in, in, in the first part of the century, uh, 5,000 to 4,000 BC was the earliest cities in Mesopotamia. And from down, from 4,000 to uh, 3501 BC, we have the disastrous floods in Mesopotamia region in the first quote-unquote Jewish calendar. Because again, this, even though there were Mesopotamians, there were still, still Shem's descendants being good Hebrew people. I hate how they use Jewish calendar because it is the Hebrew calendar. But we'll get into that after, <laughs> after a while of being on this podcast. Um... If we go down and keep going down, it says, Masons and Smiths become craftsmen in Mesopotamia. It also says that the economy of Sumerian cities is based on agriculture and husbandry. I find that so ironic because what was the early 19, early 
the early American, you know, um, civilization founded on, founded on the, the, the need of agriculture and using slaves for such agriculture and husbandry. Now, I didn't know what husbandry was. I still don't know. But I'm going to Google it real quick and I'm going to read it out to you. Now, that just means uh, basically um, cultivation, okay? Agriculture and breeding of crops and animals. So, yeah, again, you needed the agriculture, the breeding of um, crops, the the care, the, the, the farm work, okay? that I find that so, so shocking. Not to say that all countries don't need farming, but I find their, that their start was very similar. Okay, so still on daily life um, in this book was the first reports of domesticated dogs in Egypt. So about 3,000 to 2,500 B.C., this is about 2,000 years after 5,000 B.C., we have the first domesticated dogs, which is pretty dope, you know. And personally, I don't think dogs should be domesticated. I think they should be allowed to roam the streets. And eat as they please because they're free animals. But, you know, it is what it is. It shows a lot of stark um, similarities. Not to say that Egypt is America, but you can clearly see some of the Egyptian um, things, Egyptian customs come to America. Like the obelisks in the Washington, D.C. We have a lot of pyramids in, in, in Jewish um, in Jewish. Uh, burial grounds it's it's very eerie and even freemasons stole all of egyptianology to create freemasonry and it's it's insane so if we go back to literature and theater what does it say it says sumerian poetry lamenting the death of tammuz the shepherd god also the first um the first epic of the tales of gilgamesh now that's very powerful and I'm that I'm going to stop there because this book could get really boring really quick especially if you're not reading it in hindsight and you don't know like what all this means yet. Now I'm going to stop right there but I'm going to read one more and I'm going to tie it all together. In in the section where it says religion in about 3000 and the Sumerian poetry was also in 3000 BC. It says Sumerian chief deities, so meaning Babylonian top gods, are mother goddess Enin, meaning mother goddess Ishtar, mother goddess Samaramis, and her son Demuz, similar deities are worshipped by Egyptians, the Hittites, the Phoenicians and the Scandinavians. Now, who are the Scandinavians, the Phoenicians, the Egyptians, and the Hittites? Who are they? Let's go back to the Bible. The Egyptians are modern-day Africans, essentially. They are everybody who founded North Africa and that, you know, section of Africa. Who are the Hittites? The Hittites were in Turkey and around that area. You know, they... I believe they are modern day um Istanbulians. You know is that Istanbul in Turkey? Yes. I think so. I don't know. Uh who are the Phoenicians? The Phoenicians are the cousins of the Egyptians. 
mean Egyptians, are the cousins of the Hebrews. The Phoenicians are the same people group that Jesus walked with. The Phoenicians hated the Hebrews. Why? Because the Hebrews stayed with Moses in the wilderness. Okay, and if you know a little bit about Moses, you can confirm that. Those were the people that stayed. Those are the Hebrews. Those, those are the people that founded their kingdom in, 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 um, in Israel. The Phoenicians are the people that left Jesus. I mean, left Moses when he went into the wilderness for 40 years. They left him because they're like, we're not going into the woods with you. We're going back to Rome. You know, we're going up to, um, we're taking another way. We're going up to Rome and, and Greece. So by the time Jesus was in is uh in um where is he? Israel the Phoenicians were already there. Why? <laughs> because they already passed through and went all the way up to Rome. You know? By the time he was in Bethlehem, they was all scattered through there. And why is that? Just like the the he the Hebrews, the Phoenicians had already been there. And come down there. They were more white than black because they had been mixing and breeding with the ancient Romans. Now, the uh, the Scandinavians are modern day, you know, Norwegians. They are the the I believe the Vikings. They they come from um, Amsterdam. Is that Amsterdam, Norway? Yeah, I'm thinking of. Am I thinking of the 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 legal prostitution place? Yes, I think so. That's where that comes from. So when you think of when you think of um, paganism, think worldwide. Think in Africa, African voodoo. Think in Haiti, voodoo. Think in uh, think of uh, in Hispanic countries, uh, brujeria. Think of the the who lady, like I said. Think of juju in Africa. Think of all this. You know, th- this is not uncommon. Even Catholic people can mix voodoo with Catholic Catholicism. Why? Because Catholicism is the universal religion. It is paganism. It is the cold word paganism. Okay? Paganism can mix with any other religion because it has the same formula of Babylon. So, New World Order is research. Let's look up the United Nations. And let, let's let's break that down. United Nations. Did in the Bible did I not just read that God said they had one language and one country? So when you read the United Nations, you think, hmm, all the nations are united into one. At least that's what I think. Or you have <clears throat> Excuse me. You have the um the who? The World Health Organization. You know, the the these these things that that claim to be a, a giant entity over a bunch of nations. You have the European Union. You know, it, these are just things morphing until until you get Pangea, until you get a one world. Why do you think now, especially in the midst of corona, that coins are in a shortage? That's to get rid of the dollar bill. That's to get rid of any idea of patriotism 
And that's why modern media wants you to hate Donald Trump because he is a very pro-country man. Okay, he might be racist. He might be a lot of things. I don't know. I don't know what I mean. But I'm not going to sit here and call him racist, especially when he has helped black people thus far. Okay, he's done way more than Obama ever did. Let's keep it a stack. I'm not going to sit here and worship Obama just because he's black. First of all, he was gay to me. Ain't no straight man going to promote LGBT, you know, views and not be gay. That don't make sense. But going back to United Nations, let's read their um website. Oh, their page is not working. Hold on. Let's go back. Might be too many conspiracists on here. You might have to shut them down, you know. <laughs> I cracked myself up. But um, it seems like their website is working. But when I click on their um, like what we do page, it don't want to pop up. Okay. I just wanted to read like what it said on Google though. That's why I didn't want to click on another link. But I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna read what it says on when you type up uh, United Nations on Google, and I'm gonna get my Bible open to let me google the scripture because i i be knowing scriptures but i don't know precisely where they were i'm not there yet um revelations definitely revelations scripture hold on y'all let me um Pull up my, uh, pull up my dang on, um, my facts. I don't want to be out here without no facts, you feel me? <clears throat> so, here we go. Um, I'm going to try to read and find it real quick, just so I could just break it down and boom, 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 so we could be done. This podcast needs to end soon, and I need to go eat breakfast. I have not done that yet, so. Here we go. Um... Let's read what the United Nations says on their page. The, the, the United Nations maintains international peace and security, and the United Nations came to be in 1945. What else happened in 1945? Well, we know Israel, the state of Israel, the fake Israel state was formed in 1945 as a response to the Holocaust. So essentially... I feel like the world's a stage, you know. They bring this Hitler guy into Germany, and they tell him, yo, kill all these um, quote-unquote Jewish people, not to even make light of the incident, because those were real people that had nothing to do with the politics. But I'm telling you what these people do in high places. These are not, you know, the, the everyday people that that just talk like me and you. These are high, high, high political people. Hitler did not come into prominence because he was a mailman. Hitler did not come into prominence because he, he was a nursery teacher like I am. He did not come into prominence doing all that. He, was, he came into prominence as a politician and as a famous one at that. Okay. So, they bring in this, this, this radical man to cause chaos and to give a new home to Israelites. Because had they, had they would have went into Palestine and just said, you know what? We're Jews... Y'all not, 
bye, this is our home, the Palestinians probably would have blew them up the second they came. Okay, but by, by creating this fake United Nations, and name one thing the United Nations has ever did to pay one-year bills. Name has one thing that the United Nations has ever did to, to maintain the peace and security of America. Name one thing. And I'll give you $10. I'll cash up you $10 right now. If you DM me on Instagram. I gave you all my Instagram earlier. I ain't giving out again. I'll give it out once a podcast. But and just name one thing that the United Nations has ever did to feed hungry black kids. Or hungry white kids for that. Name one thing. I can't. So, what security are they maintaining? Personally, I believe that they were founded right in the midst of the Holocaust and Jewish, um, Jewish, the Jewish Holocaust because it was convenient. It was a convenient way to say, hey, this is a, we run this nation now and y'all can't say anything because we got the UN behind us. Okay. And when Palestine got upset about that and still to this day gets upset about that. The, the Israelites label them Israelites. Did I even mean to say that? Oh, let me not even. The Jewish people label them as terrorists. Just like they do black people in America. They run the same Hollywood. <laughs> and you thinking, I would say, Jewish people do not run Hollywood. Yes, they do. Ashkenazi Jews, or Jews that come from Europe, which are not real Jews. They are the synagogue of Satan, quite literally. They are the, and again, this is not coming for people individually. If you are a Jewish person who believes in Judaism, fine. Do what you want to do. This is not about the people. Don't come into my podcast saying, oh, you're racist. Oh, you're this, you're that. You're saying all Ashkenazi Jews are this. No, this is what the Bible says. This is not what I say. Okay. And secondly, I'm not I'm never coming against one person. I'm never coming against a group of people. I'm always coming against the spirit or the vibe of the movement. You know, just because a person screams Black Lives Matter, I don't need to say that. You know, I need to see what Black Lives Matter is about first before I wrap anything. You know, I'm not finna sit here and say I love Christ if I haven't done the research on who Christ is. You would be dumb to rep something. You don't know what it is. That's why a lot of y'all be putting pagan imagery on you and you have no clue. You be putting swastikas and, and pentagrams all on your your dresses and, and necklaces and don't even know. Saying 666 in your beats and don't even know. Why? Why don't y'all know? Because y'all adopted things that y'all think are cool and you don't do the history on where it comes from. The UN came from convenience. The U.N. is the new world order. The U.N. has the new world order. It's just the the U.N.'s agenda. Okay? The United Nations came to be in 1958. Why is that? Who else came to prominence in the 1940s and 50s? Um, Anton LaVey, <laughs> the founder of the Church of Satan. And so many people say, oh... It wasn't to worship Satan, and it wasn't to be blasphemous. It was just to do your own thing. So why does he dress up in horns and a cape? Is that not the personification of Satan? Oh, yeah, but it wasn't for that. Yes, it was. Y'all don't understand the esoteric, again, the esoteric meaning of things. 
Y'all don't understand the holistic meaning of things. You think a man finna sit here and say he has a church of Satan. Like he could have said he had a church of lollipops. He could have said he had a church of Dollar Trees. He could have said he had a church of nine five four. Shut the door down. Okay. <laughs> he could have said anything, anything in the world. But this man chose to call his church the church of Satan. Why? Because it's not about the name. It's about the spirit. He knew that if he can get people to commit cannibalism and incest and pedophilia, they'll do anything for Satan without even knowing they're worshiping Satan. You know, just like Judaism. Judaism is a mix of Luciferianism and ancient Hebrew Torah, you know, readings. The ancient Hebrew religion is what evolved to Christianity, but it did not evolve into Judaism. Judaism did not evolve into Christianity. That was Hebrew Israelites, not Jewish Ashkenazi Jews. Those are two different people. Hebrew Israelites are black people. Jewish Ashkenazi Jews are white Jews. That's the difference. If you want to be here and to get mad and boo-hoo, you're making fun of Jewish people, you're anti-Semitic. No, I'm anti-lie. I'm anti-BS. I'm pro-truth. Okay, so the UN essentially is the front for the Antichrist. Now, this is towards the end of the Bible. I put you all through the beginning through the end at this point. I didn't even touch bases on half the Bible yet. I put, I touch bases on like 2% of the Bible, but I'm just going to wrap up my podcast very soon because I just want to give y'all an idea of where our times are headed. Okay. In the Bible, it says that the Antichrist will come in the name of peace and safety. So let's Google peace and safety. And safety. Okay, so the revelations. <clears throat> Let me just Google, and the Antichrist will come in peace and safety. The Antichrist will come in peace. Come in the name. Where is the scripture, Lord Jesus? I've read it so many times, but uh-uh. I'd be scared to read Revelations alone. It'd be a lot of imagery. I'd just be hard to handle by yourself. You got to read it with people a lot of the time. But um, I need to find the precise scripture because I don't want y'all to um, Google this and not find it needed to be very scripture when I take these pauses y'all just get y'all juice get y'all drink whatever you know or fast forward it's up to you but hold on we'll come in peace what that maybe I'm saying it wrong Okay. Um 
Okay, I, I, I can read this one too. Um, the Antichrist will be history's vilest embodiment of sin and rebellion. A lot of people thought it was Obama. A lot of people thought it was Hitler. But no, he has yet to come. He is coming. If he's not here, you know. The New World Order, essentially, is the understanding of all these singers, celebrities, artists, um, rappers, whoever. Whoever's on TV, television. Um, it's the understanding that they will be in the occult to stay famous. That they will practice the ways of Lucifer and Nimrod to stay famous, you know? <laughs> Let's look at... Um, I would hate to say Megan the Stallion and how she just lost her mother and, and grandmother. But let's look, let's take her for example. Okay? I never want to make fun or make light of somebody that lost their mother. As somebody who has not yet, I've loved my mother to death and I would never want to lose her. But that that don't make the whole story don't make sense to me. You're telling me that your mom was battling cancer for years. And the second, the second you get famous, she passes away. And not only that, her mother and her grandmother pass away in the the span of two weeks. Two weeks. Not two, two months. Not two years. Not two days. Not to say that God can't move people out this earth. He can't kill people. People can't die. And that's not what I'm saying. But I find it hilarious how Megan the Stallion gets famous and just just loses people in this on this earth. And again, for the third time, I'm not saying that Megan the Stallion's that evil evil b word, evil b witch. But you have to look at things in the spirit. For the fifth time, I said that in this podcast, you have to look at things holistically. And now she got shot in the leg by Tory Lanez. She needs attention constantly by shaking her butt and showing it on Instagram, being on it every every two days. Uh, Lovely T, a person I admire and love, even said she's in a contract, a spirit selling contract, that's not even halfway completed. It's like, if you're going to sell your soul, at least finish it, you know? This this girl has not put out one album yet. Oh, I believe one album of a four-album contract. I believe it's been straight mixtapes. So, so, don't tell me that Megan's your icon, but you're a woman of God. Because Megan, <laughs> Megan thinks she's a man, personally. If we're going to go on the spirit of, of Megan the Stallion, that that's the spirit I see a lot of these young girls have in this day. And I believe that the New World Order is, is to blame for that because it's the normalization. They normalize things that are not normal. Asking a man to give you $100 for sex is not normal. Asking a man to be okay with aborting your fetus or asking <laughs> a man, asking anybody to be okay with aborting a child is not okay. Smoking and drinking every day is not okay. Even though I smoke every day, but I, I'm working on that. I, I can acknowledge that, you know. It's not okay to have sex with different people every day. 
because again i'm gonna discuss sex um i believe on thursday but sex is not a game it's not a joke when two people touch souls when you have sex it is literally your your souls touching it is literally you become you and the other person becoming one it's not a game you know so when you have sex i had to learn that the hard way you know when you have sex and these boys want to kill you that you know you're a young pretty lady and these boys trying to kill you just cuz you know they don't agree with a way with a way um with the way your promiscuity is or however whatever that's that's not man that's not that man doing that that's his spirit that's the, the, the demons getting in his head that's not him you know that man might not even like you that much but because you try his face or because you did that's not a threat and that's never to sit here and say a man is supposed to kill a woman that's sick and deme- de- that's sick but you cannot women especially we are whimsical and we are we think on emotion it is what it is i'm a woman i can say it women are women are big children <laughs> that's why we watch children so well because we are them not to say there can't be mature women and i get that from um chronicles of judah i love him i love him too i'm gonna just keep shouting out on a lot of good christian um influencers i know um, the Chronicles of Judah, one four four, I believe his name is. Um, he he really he really broke down women to a T. We are very whimsical and we are very, you know, we think on the seat of our pants, and that's what they want to turn the world into. A bunch of women, even the men. The men are supposed to keep us in line, not to say you know physically, but they're supposed to say hey 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 now, stop joking, stop st- stop joshing, you know. And when you have a, a population that only wants, you know, homosexuality and and things that are not normal to be normal, how can you have a normal society? Everybody complains about the 1950s and, and stuff like that, but where was the crime rate? Where was the murder rate in the 1950s? Unless it was racially, you know, involved. You rarely heard, I mean, you did hear about black people killing black people, but it was very rare. You know, the the violent crime in the 50s and the 60s can never compare to today. Today in Broward County, there are over 194 deaths a year. So about 200 people that die by murder, violent murder, um, in Broward County every year. Now, if I Google Broward County, 1950 murder rate um let me see if I can find some historic ones and then I'm gonna start wrapping up I'm gonna start playing my gospel in a second um but this is just to show you that um the ideals of King Nimrod are already here the new world order is already here. If you don't know what that is, um, I, su- I suggest you get to researching this afternoon or this morning or whenever. Because um, you're going to need it. You know, it's not a game. But, oh, I found it. The emergency rate in 1955 in Broward County. This is coming from the, um, hold on, it's still loading. 
it's coming from the National hold on <clears throat> I hope this is even it because if it's not I'm going to be very sad because I'm trying to make a funny and if I don't, if the punchline don't land I'm going to be upset whatever okay um, let's just say it I was looking up FBI Unified Crime Reports, but I just, I don't want to look for it at the, at the moment. Okay. The violent crime in 1955 is not here. I don't see it. I'm going to need to look up a police report. I only see 2000. To the 2000 year and forward, but it's fine. I'm gonna I'm look it up and I'm gonna prove to you all that it was not bad. Okay, as far as white people killing black people, skyrocket, but as far as regular people killing regular people for no like no emotional reason, very, very slow, uh, very, very low and very minimal. Um, and Again, it's it's not about the the physical new world order. It's about the the spiritual ramifications of it. Again, the physical world and the spirit world are not the same. They don't even look the same remotely, you know. Um I hope that you learned a lot today. Um I'm done talking. That's why you hear my gospel in the background. Whenever you hear this gospel, just know I'm wrapping up. <laughs> um, but I would just want to sing, say a prayer. Of Psalms 22. Let me flip to it. Before I conclude and tell everybody to have a great day, I will be dropping another podcast this week. I won't tell you when again because I want y'all to use your brains and remember me. You know, I don't want to be just a idea in your mind like oh she might be there next thursday i'm gonna just wait to read her pop no i want you to remember me so flipping to psalms um and this is it psalms 22 or psalms 23 you know the the my shepherd um that's <laughs> to conclude because we know Tammuz was no shepherd god okay jesus jesus is the only shepherd in my life and will ever only be the shepherd in my life so Let's read the Lord, the shepherd of his people. Because King Nimrod knew who the shepherd was before he said that about his son. Psalms 23, not 22. The Lord and the shepherd of his people. A psalm of David, King David, the mighty King David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Close your eyes and pray, please. If you are not already, he makes me lie down in the green in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head. You anoint, excuse me, my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. 
Surely the goodness and mercy shall follow me in all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody have a blessed, beautiful day. And thank you so much for listening, if you listened all the way through. This is a long podcast. I know each podcast should be about an hour long, um, if you have the time. And to conclude my podcast and just finish up with Fred Hampton, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Not even a new world order or paganism. (laughs) Thank you so much. And enjoy your blessed, beautiful day. Mm-hmm.